and welcome to the Life, Living It and Loving It podcast. I'm your host Gordon Doan and today we're going to be talking about how teamwork makes the dream work. But before we jump into all that, I thought I'd give you my usual weekly update. So this week got up to 22 miles in my weekend long run. I'm pretty excited about that. That was pretty cool. Um, I enjoyed it um, had a good time. Was still feeling pretty good towards the end. Started to wear out the last half a mile, hit me quite hard, uh, but we got there and made it. So next weekend we'll be up to 25 miles and then the weekend after we'll be up to just over marathon distance, which I'm pretty, pretty excited about. So looking forward to that. I've got um, some events coming up, a couple of marathons and half marathons. So um, really excited. We've got a good time in. My training plans have um, kind of been timed just right with the uh, with the timing of the races, which was uh, more luck than judgment, to be honest with you. Uh, but it seems to be in a pretty good place. The weather this weekend was pretty crazy. Um, on my long run, I think I experienced most kinds of weather, everything apart from snow, I think. So it was sunny when I first started and it started drizzling. And then we had a full on hail shower for about 15 minutes and then it went back to sunny again. So we experienced everything. I was out in the middle of nowhere, so I had no shelter. So I just kept going, plowing through. Um, which was actually pretty fun, pretty cool, um, enjoyable. It was nice to have a bit of rain for a short period of time to cool down a little bit, so um, not too bad at all. Varied my route a little bit, tried a new route, so very nice to uh, run along the canal for a little while. Um, very flat along the canal, obviously, so very nice from that aspect, but just a be- some beautiful scenery as well, so uh, really good. Unfortunately, snow's been not so well, so I've been running by myself um, from all of my runs. So obviously, snow doesn't do all the run of all of each run with me. She normally does the first few miles. I loop back, pop her in the house, and then carry on. Um, but even the first few miles, I've been leaving her at home for because she's not been overly well. So we had a unexpected visit to the vets. Um, you know, always an expensive visit to the vets and a couple of hundred pounds. But there we go. Um, that's life so uh, but the good news is she's starting to uh, come out of the other side of it and she's uh, been a lot much better I'm um, gonna try her off on a, a short run this week uh, uh, well by the time you've heard this it would have already happened and hopefully as long as everything's uh, okay we'll uh, increase it up to a usual three uh, to seven miles somewhere between there she normally does quite comfortably so looking forward to being able to run uh, run with her again and um, I think she's pretty excited she's been moping around the house as well with a limited exercise so um she i think she's desperate to get out on a long run again so looking forward to being able to take her again that'd be nice so hopefully you guys have got uh, had a great weekends um with the bank holiday weekends the extra days off and um, most uh, people will have received hopefully this weekend you've got some cool stuff planned obviously restrictions are lifting finally so um things uh, are going to be more open and available than they have been in the past obviously still some restrictions so um, obviously no indoor meeting at the moment and things but check with your uh, government local government websites or your uh, or your uh, community websites to check on the local regulations where you live obviously because they, they vary from place to place um, but make sure we stay aware of those but some exciting times coming up and some super exciting things get, uh, happening uh, in the outdoors again which is awesome um, so this week I wanted to talk about teamwork making the dream work, and although it's kind of a an, a, an old saying, you know, and a little bit trite, 
I think it, I think it's really true. And a lot of people ask me, how do you manage to do everything that you do? You know, I do my running. I do, well, I've, I've done a lot of training over the last few years, whether it's running training or, or for the boxing when I was doing that, whether it's um, learning languages, whether it was Spanish that I was doing for a couple of years and now French, whether it's learning to play the piano, whether it's eating right, whether it's doing the coaching, whether it's the podcast. I do all these different things. And a lot of people say, how do you find things, time to do all that stuff? and go and play golf and do this and do that how do you find the time and, and the trick is real simple it's outsourcing stuff it's having a team and a good team and a team that you can trust to do things on your behalf and and i also have a i i personally have a wider definition than a team than most people do so most people when they think about a team they think about a group of people who are co-located in an office you know the old school business kind of uh term team um, but that is not how I, 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 what I mean when I say the word team. Um, so obviously things during the last year or so have been more remote since lockdowns. You know, we've been doing a lot more virtual work and etc. So it comes as no surprise that I mean teams who work virtually as well as teams who are co-located. So, um, so let's start at the basics, the co-located teams. This may be your friends, your family, people you live with, people you're close to, you see on a weekly, daily basis. Um, those are the kind of people I would class as co-located. Um, so folks like my parents, for example, um, although we're not co-located physically, you know, they live in France. Um, I consider them as part of my close-knit team. You know, they give me support. They give me motivation. Well, maybe not too much motivation because most of the things they do, I think they think I'm crazy, um, but they do support me and, and their, their help and their the support is invaluable as we go through that stuff. My brother, he lives down the road. I see him on a regular basis. Um, you know, we walk the dogs together quite often. Um, we go and play golf occasionally, you know, and I really, you know, the golf, let's talk about that for a second because I, I view golf as a wind down activity as proven by my bad scores. It's not something that I focused on massively trying to improve because I know that'll take the fun out of it for me. I just use it as an enjoyable time to be outside, have a bit of a laugh and a joke with my brother, have some banter. We do that. I wind him up. He winds me up. We have a good laugh while we're out playing golf. Hopefully our scores will improve naturally as we play or mine anyway. He's uh, usually a bit better than me um, at golf. But um, although I did beat him when we played last week, which was very nice, made a change. It was nice to be able to get out for the first time and have a proper round officially. So very nice to, to get back out onto the course and have a have a bit of a knock around with, with, with some golf balls, which is awesome. Um, so that's a wind down activity for me and people who I do those kinds of activities with, I would count as part of my team, right? Because those activities are, uh, not, if not as important, if not more important than the kind of business related type activities, um, because those, the business related activities enable us to do those things that we enjoy, things like playing golf that, that I use for that kind of activity. Maybe for you, it's something else. Maybe it's going to the cinema. Maybe it's going on holiday. Maybe it's whatever it is for you. Um, there's 101 things that that could be, um, but, but everything else should enable you to have more moments doing those things that you love, that you enjoy. That's how we get to that life that we love, right? That we're so keen on, that we so, so hunger after here at the Life Living It and Loving It podcast. So we've got to make sure that those activities are enabling us to do the things that we love doing, those things that we enjoy doing. So people who I do those things with, I consider part of my team. They're, they're, they're my inner team, if you like. Um, so those are kind of the close knit 
in-person team that, that that I would kind of call that group of folks, if you like. Uh, the next set is the virtual team, so those people who who uh, you work with you, um, but they work remotely, right? So this could be accountants. Uh, so I have an accountant who looks after my business finances. They do my books for me. They, they manage all the um, kind of HMRC stuff, uh, all my business posts. Everything goes to them. So. They, they deal with all that for me, which is pretty cool. So they do that. Another example is the podcast team that I work with. I, I have the easy job, right? I come up with the content and I record the content. I send it off to them and then the rest is them. So they do the lion's share of the work. They edit the content. They upload it. They put the um, uh, content notes on it. Um, they do, do the intro music. They edit it, get rid of all the spurious noises, me tapping because I'm a tapper and I fidget with things as I'm sat talking so right now in my hand i've got a box of headphones that i'm i'm, I'm opening and closing but hopefully you won't be able to hear any of that by the time the end because the guys do such a great job at editing it um that i don't have to worry about it so they're a big part of the team um that i, that I work with now these these folks um whether it's a podcast team whether it's an accountant whatever these uh the virtual team folks uh do um it's it's not always easy to start them off right so sometimes there's teething problems as you start outsourcing things um, sometimes people don't quite meet the standards that you expect or that you set us for yourself um, so so it's not necessarily easy but it is easier in the long run because you get rid of um, a load of stress and and you can reserve that energy that you would put to those activities for other things that are um, better suited to you so for example podcaster podcast editing is not a skill set that i have i have no interest in sitting down and learning how to scrub sound and make it sound better i tried it once and um, when i first started uh, to do the podcast i thought all right because I, I don't like outsourcing or asking other people to do something that i can't do or won't do myself so i sat down to try and do it it took me three hours to edit six minutes of music it just was not a podcast it just was not viable for me to do it and i thought even if i spent hours and hours and hours improving at this i'm still not going to be as efficient as somebody that does this day in day out so let's outsource it so i can focus my attention elsewhere now i don't even have to think about it the guy's great they do a phenomenal job i don't even check that they do uh, they launch the podcast and stuff on time they do such a great job um brilliant so once you've got people into that position it's a really great feeling that you don't have to worry about it it just removes that stress and like i say allows you to focus that energy on stuff that you are better suited to doing um so for me i could put my focus into my coaching i can put my focus into my running my piano whatever it may be um the stuff that i want to spend my time doing so who are those folks for you so who are those inner quorum of, of your team and who are those virtual team members. Now I take it even one step further than this and say, I also consider part of my team uh, authors of books and, and online courses, etc. So right now I'm reading uh, some books about running technique, running analysis, etc. Now I, uh, a couple of these folks that have, have got really detailed books that I'm reading through, they're helping me improve. You know, I subscribe now to their newsletters or I go and read their blogs or I sign up to some of their training programs, etc. I consider these folks part of my team because they're contributing to my knowledge, which is therefore getting me to the next level. So your team is now 
immeasurable or could be immeasurable. It could have so many different aspects to it. So not only have you got your inner sanctum, you've got your virtual teams who do work for you, but you've also got the vast wealth of other knowledge as well. And this is how um, you make great leaps and bounds in things or how you get uh, you get that exponential growth in whatever it is you're doing because you know it takes a lifetime to learn a lifetime's worth of knowledge or it certainly used to it does not anymore you can go and read a book in a few hours or a day um, if you're a slow reader like me go and read a book and get somebody's life knowledge within a few hours or a day so you've just learned something so quickly that it's taken somebody else a whole lifetime to learn in a few hours you can be really specific with what you want to learn from that book. So maybe I've got a book on running and today I'm looking at the nutrition aspect. So I go and read the few chapters on nutrition and away I go. I've just optimized my nutrition in a few hours. I've got somebody else's lifetime worth of knowledge who's you know been a nutritionist for years. They've seen hundreds and hundreds of patients, clients um, and, and helped them improve. So I go and read the few chapters on that and away I go. And I've kind of taken myself to the next level um, I've not had to go and become a nutritionist. I've not going to have to go on a course. You know, I could do. There's a lot of nutritionist courses. I, I'm just using this as an example. There's a course on pretty much any topic nowadays, of course. Um, so you could go and study for that for however many months, years it takes to do that. Um, or you can utilize somebody else's knowledge uh, and make the best use of that. Um, so that's why I considered though that wider sphere as part of your team as well and why I encourage my coaching clients to think of it that way as well because if they think well I have to do everything I have to learn everything no you don't people have already done it for you they've set a blueprint we don't have to do that so we can we can make the best use we can leverage other people's knowledge and other people's experience so having that wider definition of team really helps and people kind of when they think about it and come back to me in the next coaching session after we've talked about it they're like actually do you know what you're really you're you're right there. We can we can widen this up, and I can start leveraging this. I can start doing this, and and start focusing my energy on these core activities. And that's what it's all about. That's how we get to that life we love. That you're focusing your core energy on those core activities that that need to be done that are best suited to your abilities that need your oversight to do. Whether that's actually putting in the miles, either physically like I am with the running, or putting in the miles in terms of time into whatever your core business is. Maybe you're a plumber, so you need to spend some time actually doing plumbing so you can focus on that instead of doing the admin around it, producing invoices, outsource that stuff um, so that you can focus on the core elements of the business. Um, so have a think about that, how, how you can most leverage the teams around you, the teams that you've already got and the teams that you could have if you so wish to. Um, the other aspect that people often ask me when, when, when you're talking about teams is how do you get a high performing team? And I think that most people kind of expect people to be high performing and, and sometimes when there's issues or they're not quite doing the taking stuff to the next level like you'd expect them to, um, it's quite often the case that people blame the individual that they've outsourced the task to when 90% of the time it's actually your fault or my fault um you know depending on how you're looking at uh, looking at it it's um the outsourcer's fault rather than the outsourcee if that makes sense um so and, and the reason i say this is this is why do people feel like they cannot be giving you a hundred percent so why is a member of your team not operating efficiently 
Why are they not operating at 100%? How are they not operating to the expectations that you set? Uh, and this is whether they're virtually or, 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 or co-located. Um, and this could be whether it's like an accountant that you've outsourced something to entirely or whether it's a team member who works for you directly. Why are they, why do they have the impression that they don't have to give you 120? Is it because, and like I say, nine times out of 10, this is the case, is it because you, you don't show up every day, that you don't put in 120? So why is it reasonable to ask them to give 100 or 120% when you're not willing to give that time? If you show up, with the right energy and the right time and set the expectations, people will usually operate within those boundaries and lift themselves up to the energy that you give. You know, I've worked with uh, many, many people over over my lifetime, over my short lifetime, um, whether people working for me or I worked for other people. And the, the bosses that I've got on with most, the bosses that bring the most energy and, and kind of live the expectations that they set on others, uh, which is one of the reasons earlier on I said, you know, I try not to outsource or give other ta people tasks that I've not done or I'm not willing to do myself. Um, you know, if I've done it myself, I kind of understand the difficulty of doing that task, even something like the podcast editing, right? So it may seem simple to somebody sat listening to this, but, uh, you know, I, I had never tried it and assumed it was a straightforward, easy thing to do, kind of an automated process. It's not. It's quite manual. It's quite labor intensive. Um, so I was terrified when I did it. It took, like I say, it took me a significant length of time just to do a few minutes worth. So if I was doing that for a half an hour podcast, I'd be here 24 hours a day doing nothing but um, sound editing, which clearly is not a sustainable strategy. Um, so you've got to set that expectation and you've got to operate within your expectations because if you're not operating within your expectations, other people are not going to operate within your expectations. So if you lift yourself up, and this is uh, a lot of people say, you know, um, choose your friends wisely or get rid of friends who are not, um, who are drag dragging you down. I don't particularly like that phrase, but friends who are dragging you down, holding you back. And I, and I find that if you set that expectation higher um, or as high as you want it to be, and then you operate within that expectation, people around you will either lift you, lift you up, they will help you. Um, do that they will raise their their standards they will raise their expectations and they will operate with you and support you on that journey or they will get out of your way and when they people say oh you know leave your friends behind or you know some people who came with you can't go with you there's all these different sayings um you know or the talk about firing friends etc these people who are always causing drama and stuff why do people think that it's acceptable to bring drama to you, to bring your, their problems to you? Because you allow it to happen and you're an enabler for that. So if you stop doing that, if you lift your expectations for yourself and you start operating within those expectations, people will become used to it and they will become um, uncomfortable doing less or they will become uncomfortable not meeting those expectations. And when they're uncomfortable not meeting expectations and not delivering, that's a really good place to be in because then they're striving to be better. They're, they've lifted their expectations uh, and everybody's operating on the same page at the same level um, with the same expectations, which is awesome. That's, that's really where we want to be. So you've really got to set those expectations and you've got to work within those expectations yourself. So if you want a certain level of energy from somebody, then you need to look deep within yourself and say, truly, honestly, am I bringing that level of energy to, to, to whatever the activity is? If not, 
how can I expect that other person to? So you need to show up and do the work to put the energy into it. Uh, and other people will, will, like I say, they will either lift you up and support you or they will get out of your way. And I think that is the most phenomenal way of, of kind of, because that way you don't have to fire friends or do any of that stuff that some guru, gurus recommend. They will just naturally get out of the way because they will be uncomfortable coming to talk to you about certain things. They will be uncomfortable bringing you drama. They'll be uncomfortable telling you the project's late. They'll be uncomfortable telling you they've got something wrong because they set a higher standard for themselves. And it doesn't mean that you're going to tell them off. Everybody gets stuff wrong, right? So we all have to have you know a certain level of grace within that. Um, but if they're uncomfortable because they've got it wrong, because it's not to their expectations, that's a really great place to be in because it means that they're kind of operating as an owner rather than a worker in your business, on your projects, on your stuff. And that's where we really want to get to. So hopefully that's really helped somebody this week. The key things are work out who your team are, whether that's your core team, your virtual team and your wider team. Um, you know, Is it the right space it needs to be? And then once you've kind of figured that out and you kind of had a play around with that and seen how that could be that could be working, are you setting the set are you operating within your expectations for others? So obviously you set expectations for others, but can you work to those expectations as well, those levels as well? It's always unfair to ask somebody to do something that you wouldn't do as well. So if you're asking them to bring 120% to the office every day, do you show up to the office with 120% energy every day? real simple but it takes a real honest look at yourself to be able to answer that question honestly and and you'll find some places where you think i'm coming short of the mark there and that's going to help you lift your level get you to the next level get you to that life that you love that little bit quicker so like i say hopefully that's helped i've been gordon doan you guys have been great and i shall see you and talk to you all next week